On the show, World Cricket is landing in Adelaide. We exclusively reveal an Adelaide Oval main event. Camp Ellis Yolman, New Brisbane Lion, lifts the lid on Gold Coast disaster. The 36er season tips off this weekend and we're joined by the coach himself, Joey Wright. That's next on The Press Box. You couldn't get a better program than this. No, I'm joking. This is the Press Box, and we are so excited to have you on board. We're a little bit late this week. We've had a whole bunch of things going on in our lives, but we are ready to bring you all the latest and uh, insights into the world of sporting media and other things. Uh, as I'm joined by the great Dale Fletcher and Jace Kemp. G'day, fellas. Yeah, better late than never. That's Be- right. Better late than never, I've been told, growing up, so uh, we're here. I know I'm in trouble. I know, I, know, I can feel it. I walked in, you had a big grin on your face. He, he's walked in with an even bigger grin. I know I'm about to cough it in, and I, and I think I know why. Dale, <laughs> we've been on this for a few weeks now, haven't we? Actually, mute his mic. <laughs> Get him. His, his mic is turned off, so he can't speak. We have oh. been on this man for, for so long <laughs> about this Instagram account. Pressbox needs to be global and trending. We are 30-odd episodes in. Yes. We thought we were across all the social media platforms. I know. Except one massive one. A it's owned by one. Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram. Instagram. And we've left it? Jace Kemp, our most reliable player, we would have thought. Maybe not. And- <laughs> he doesn't turn up after the episodes. He's, he's turned up. Turn up. Can't, can't, old rescheduled camp. Can't actually put ourselves in Instagram yeah. account again. And uh, especially, here especially, oh, here we go. Especially when uh, I check Instagram. Here we go. And uh, look up the Jace Kemp uh, Instagram page. <laughs> and uh, there's a. Uh, there's no no excuses. Oh, I haven't been on Instagram because that's false. <laughs> that's false. Turn because uh, I've got uh, uh, vision or photo here photo. on my phone right now of some real flog <laughs> flog action right here. Up. With Which, the, what are you looking at? Well, Explain what we're looking at. Why why do you roll up your pants <laughs> at oh the races? That is just... Well, it's called just, fashion. It's called, it's, just, it's called look at my white ankles. That's this what bloke, it is. This have a look at it. Have in the socks. marquee. No but, socks. Just, oh, just real... He's long. in the real the expensive, the high-end uh, marquees at this, can't this even, event. Can't even do his shirt. He's got the up, branding in the background. He's got, he's got ladies and blokes all around no, no, him I, in I, multiple I pa- photos. I passed pass the ladies' There photos. was two photos <laughs> on Instagram, Dale. <laughs> two photos. This is not about what they were. This is about the fact he was on Instagram twice. Yeah, twice. To post two photos across two days of the weekend. Evidence. I, I promise. Real no, 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 no. These are, these are hollow Just words, Jace. Seriously. These are hollow words. And, and for people, you promise. And for people who haven't seen the photo, yes, well, we're going to post it on the. No, yeah. <laughs> this, no, yeah, no. this is a reason for him not to put an Instagram page yeah. together now. Look, I uh, I knew I was in the wrong when I when I was making my way here. Shine your shoes. I'm going to turn his mic off in a minute. Disgraceful. I knew I was in the wrong when I was on my way here, and I thought. How, I thought you said you were going to make it in, in the car, well, create it well, in the car. It's, it's a lot harder than I thought. I had to have to create an a, a email address and I have to log in. Apparently and... well, someone's well. been sent. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently, which is true. It is true because it was a group email, so I got it too. I've, I've sent you the email itself, which we just need to put into Instagram. All so right. all you need to do is put a password in. in. And it's done. And it's an easy password. F A R C E. Pass. All right. I promise. Oh. I promise 
the next episode, the next episode, we will have oh, a press box Instagram. Many, and, I, and I know this because how, how many I, I, I came, I came today it. bearing gifts because <laughs> I knew how flat you guys would be with me, and I knew I knew what I was going to cop. <laughs> Look at this! So I, I brought in a, a four pack of muffins. We can, four pack. We, can, we, can we can each we can each have Ooh. one, and the fourth one will probably but, go out to whoever's going to create our Instagram. <laughs> you, you, you know what rhymes with muffin? Nothing. <laughs> Goodness me! Absolute. He should have brought Sorry, in. Sorry, boys. No, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you guys down. Well, why did you Give bring... me one more week. Give what? me one more week. I won't let you down. Oh, I'll come dear. through. I promise. And you know what? Hang tough. <laughs> the other reason why he brought in muffins? Yes. Because he's already brought in donuts. Oh, oh that is. Uh, uh, we'll play there. Yes, dad okay. joke. One hang tough. Hang tough, boys. Hang tough. We've been hanging Dude, tough for well, a month. Let's, let's hope that the Instagram account is based at Morpherville Racecourse <laughs> at about 2.30 <gasps> on a Saturday. Oh, I'll tell you what, I had a shocking day at the punt. So I must have been not wearing socks that day because I didn't have... A, I'll, I'll give you a tip. I'll give you a tip. Wear some socks. <laughs> Don't try back a winner too. Okay, it's been a very eventful couple of days in the media. and uh, he's we, we involved. He's fallen off his chair here. So in, in, in our jobs, we have to uh, deal with a lot of... Of, uh, football because uh, we are in Adelaide. Here you go, mate. As, oh, as he, oh, here. This is, oh my goodness! Isn't it fully <laughs> <laughs> this is unbelievable. The, the, you can't see this in wherever you're listening, but these guys are handing out the muffin. I'm grabbing one as across the across the I'm sorry, the pal. Give me one more word. Hang tough. <laughs> oh, I tell you, you, you know what? Uh, that that vision would have been good as an Instagram story. That little uh, last uh, ten or twenty seconds. Of trying to stay straight down the line here and work professionally, and you blokes are hoeing into these uh, giant muffins. Anyway. Let's let's talk footy. Can we talk okay. football? Because that's all it seems to be right now in Adelaide. All we're doing is talking football. And can I honestly just say, I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with footy. Like footy season's done, but yet we are talking trades. Mm. We're talking draft picks. We're talking uh, blokes travelling across the country. I mean, this is I've had enough. <laughs> yet, yet we have to talk about it because that's what people are interested in. So let's start with silly season. That's just silly. What do you got for us, Dale? Uh, well, uh, good friend of uh, News Corp, Gary Bacanara, wrote, wrote a column in the Herald Sun. Mm. And he said this week uh, what the Crows should do to get Brody Grundy. So I don't know if you've read this, Ooh, but okay. uh, this is what uh, he thinks uh, the Crows should do to get Brody Grundy. So I'm stealing it here from uh, Mr. Gary Bacanara. So uh, it's it's his uh, idea, uh, not mine. So if you think it's silly, uh, ring him up and, uh, and, and, and deal with him. But... This is what uh, Gary Bacanara uh, has put forward. Get um, pick two from the Suns and give up Matt Crouch. And then a couple picks two, four, 23, and Riley O'Brien for Brody Grundy. Jeez. Play well, that right. Play yeah. that thing. That's silly. silly. <laughs> that's ridiculous. How are you going to get pick two for Matt Crouch? Because it's Matt Crouch. No, that's no, ridiculous. That's, that's crazy. No. Nah. Who's giving up pick? No, the Suns aren't going to give up pick two for Matt Crouch. That's just silly. Matt Crouch is better than whoever pick two is going to be. It's probably going to be what Noah uh, uh, Anderson, Anderson or Rao. Rao, yeah. You want to get better quicker? I don't know about that. They won't give it up. No. Nah. And then he's going. Uh, and Grundy's, he, Grundy's not coming anyway. He's not coming. He's part of the furniture at, at uh, Collingwood. He'll be there for a long time. How about mm. the story that the the Collingwood offered up Trelaw to Gold Coast? Yeah, pick I one. saw that. That's that's crazy stuff that they want to throw him away. And that was during the time where the doco was getting made. Mm. And I mean, that's that's unbelievable. What will it take it's almost, for? It's almost silly. 
Well, what, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what will it take to get pick one or Adam True? Or when you say uh, Brody Grundy? Mm. Anyway, silliness. But uh, the pick that uh, the Crows got for Cam Ellis Yolman, who we'll talk about a little bit later, was uh, pick forty. Seven? Uh, seven? Uh, seven, yeah. But uh, it's probably changed now with the, the Tim Kelly trade <laughs> yeah, and the, right. the, the hieroglyphics I had to, uh, and mathematics I had to deal with at work today. But uh, that pick, pick 47 to Port Adelaide for Billy Frampton. Might be okay. Yeah, I don't mind that actually. Mm. Yeah, that's not silly. That's not silly at all. Tick Good. it off. Tick it off. <laughs> ding. That's what we need. Ding. No, we don't have that. <laughs> All right. So, uh, breaking news. The Dougal Howard. Jeez. the press. Jeez. Where are we going with show, boys? What depths are we sinking to right now? Just keep eating your muffin. Dougal Howard says, I want to get traded to St. Kilda. So, St. Kilda have zero assets. They've got nothing. If they they want to bring in, how many? Yeah. They want to bring in Brad Hill. They want to bring in Zach Jones. They can't all get. They through. want to bring in Paddy Ryder. They yep. want to bring in Dougal Howard. They've been linked to Sam Gray. They've got all these people that want to go to St Kilda, but they mm. got nothing. They got nothing yeah. to get back. So they've got their first round pick. So clearly that will have to be Brad Hill related. So Port Adelaide have got Paddy Ryder and Dougal Howard that want to go to St Kilda, and St Kilda. Pretty much don't have anything except for pick 33, which they could get for the Jack Stephen trade. So mm-hmm. is pick 33 too less for Paddy Ryder and Dougal Howard? Absolutely. Absolutely. I honestly, when Dougal Howard's name got raised, I can't believe that they're considering trading him. He's such mm. a valuable player in the future. He's 23 years old. He can play both in the forward line and defense. He's a tall mm. swing man. And it's beyond me why the Port Adelaide would want to get rid of him or offer him up for a trade. Mm. I, I can't believe it. Uh, yeah. Dougal Howard's the next Justin Westhoff, in my Yeah, opinion. I'd see that too. So, I don't know whether it's uh, the same, going down the same lines of when Hamish Hartlett went to tour all Essendon and North Melbourne a few years ago, then, mm. then come Stuck back with bigger and better things, hopefully. But, jeez, uh, St. Kilda, I've got to give up. He signed a three-year extension last year, and mm. he's also captain the side this year. Mm. I just don't, can't fathom why they want to get rid of him. Well, maybe St Kilda, you said, what are they going to give up? Maybe they just hand over Dermot Brereton, who's gone down there and just started coaching, or Billy Slater, who was doing some tackling gear down there, just handball them across. <laughs> Jared Ruffin over there. there, there, there. Yeah, that's right. Jared we'll just Ruffin. use some of those. But, uh, gee, I, I don't know how St Kilda, if they land no. all of them, they, they win the trade period easily. Mm. But, uh, no, so that's... Uh, that's that's just silly. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there it is. There it is. It's the use so, of the sound effect. So, um, so what was the uh, Twitter poll? Right, well, we did. We had a, a, a because because I know why you're sick of it. I'm sick of it. Mm. I don't know. Are you sick yeah, of it? I'm bloody sick of it. Very you, sick of trade period. You, you know why? Too long, too short, whatever. Yes. You know why we're sick of it? Because it should be for six. It should be in the background for six months of the year. I agree with that. Mm. To an, should, to, it, a, to an extent. So it, so it should be from... And they're, they're thinking about bringing in a pre-season trade period next year, too, in, mm, between, the JLT, no, like in between the JLT and round one. So it's going gonna, it's gonna, to... That'll happen. Mm. So I think it, the, the trade window should be open from January 1 mm-hmm. through to whenever everyone plays once at the end of round 18. That, that's my solution. Because then it's on in the, in the background. We're not talking about it for 25 hours a day. Well, we still do talk about it. 
regardless. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. Oh, David King brought up a really good point um, during the week, uh, and he said that if you give out a school assignment to kids, they will do uh, the assignment in, if you say five days, it's the due date, yeah, the kids will do it on the fifth Wait, day. I don't know. The kids will do it on the fourth and yeah. fifth day. Like, they'll take all the time. Then. If it's due in two weeks, they'll take the two weeks. If it's due in two days, they're going to do all the work in the time they've got there. So just just do it in the small... If we give them four days, five sounds, days, sounds that's like, it, sounds done. Like at university. <laughs> give you, just give you a no, month. No, but they always <laughs> have to be two weeks. They're, it's a waste of waste of time. But it would be go if it went for that six months or whatever it was that I um, put forward, mm. there'd be games and training and everything going on in the background and the players would actually be at the club. This happens when everyone's on holidays, you know, they're ringing... You know, players yeah. up in Hawaii on golf courses and beaches saying, oh, you're trading this. So how do you think a coach would feel in round two, three, four, when yeah, Essendon... So, like, is... so Alex Keith is training for the Adelaide Crows, and the Western Bulldogs say, we'd like you to come to Victoria in the middle of the week to do a medical. And he's meant to train or something the next day, or he's meant to be at training. That like, what, what, How is that going to work for him? He's got a whole schedule in front of him for the week. He can't just fly interstate to do things like that to, to what? Suit himself? The club's got him set... Um, for particular things in the week to prepare for well, a game on the, Saturday. The, the player players have a one day off during the week. But also, just, where's his allegiance then? He's supposed to that's be with right. the Adelaide Crows, and all of a sudden he's off with the Bulldogs. No. I, I don't think it works for this no. guy. We're too loyal to oh, our, oh. our players, and, and the supporters are far too passionate, and they're not ready to probably accept what the NRL is already doing. It's far too Americanized for me. Mm, and even yeah. this period, it's all about making... Oh, I don't know if but, it but really the, but, is about making it Americanized, but it is bringing. It's all about the stuff outside the game and and trying to make the players these giant uh, pawns for you know big dollars and big stories and news. And really, we're just here to see teams create a good list and play good football, and that's all we want to see. We like this. All the stuff is ridiculous. The but, fan, the fan poll that went out. Sorry, yes. Dale. Fifty nine votes in the end. Eighty three percent of them said it's too long. Only ten percent said it's just the right amount of time. I think it's going to get longer because it's great PR for the AFL. Jeez, I'm, because, like, oh, I'm getting sick of it. But, but, oh, but we're, I might have but, to but, quit. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> the, the AFL, we're talking about AFL in October and through to November. So but you know how much it's, trash it's, it's, there is being said? Yes, that's the, that's, and that's what kills this me. Is not, Everything on Twitter that's being yeah. uh, bundled up and what you hear with all the tweets so will that out. be? Will that be some of that, some of that yeah. rubbish that we have to filter through every day? Yep. That'll get overlooked during the season. So if someone sent a tweet out like that, oh, um, Dougal Howard may like to go to North Melbourne, St Kilda, blah, 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 mm. in the middle of round 13, yep. and there was a showdown coming up, mm. it sort of would get put on the back burner. So Whereas saying- now it's peak... We need a thirst for. I just think we need to do it within a couple of days. We don't need. Yep. We don't need a week and a half to do it. I don't know why they extended it from trade week but to the trade club, period. The, the clubs do it. All throughout the year, anyway. You, you can't yeah, tell me what, exactly that's a, that's my point. That's the point, though. That's yeah. right. You're doing if you're already meeting with players or managers and stuff at the back end of the season, which you know I suppose is fair game to an extent. Oh, they do it during but, the year, but, but they do it. They do it any, well, when, whenever they do it during the season. That's fine. They do it in the background, and, and we still report on it. And soft news, but this period here, if they've already done most of the groundwork, yeah. just just do it in a three day period or a four or five day period. Yeah. That's all it needs to mm-hmm. be. 
We don't need a, t- a two-week sort of uh, space of time to mull over things for six days, talk rubbish, and then get to the last hours of day two, uh, final two days, and here, here, are, here are all the big moves. It's also like a Mexican standoff. One club's waiting for one mm. club to move so they can get a better deal or, or try and um, get a better pick. So we're at this standstill, uh, and we're just waiting for everyone else to start. So if you shorten it, it gives them no choice. Here's a, here's a comment from Reese on uh, Twitter, um, at PressBoxCP. He says, way too long with the... Uh, AF, the way the AFL clubs approach it. The NBA trade period is open for about seven months. They uh, don't have the mindset of we have to screw each other over like AFL clubs do. The US sport get that it's meant to be a win-win business transaction, not an act of sabotage or bragging. Yes. It's fairly, totally fairly true. Fairly big comment. Pass. So this, See, is, what, so, this so, is what you're going on about. So if, we, if it opened up at January the 1st, <laughs> right, or even if we open it up the first day of preseason, mm-hmm. and it goes all the way until round, well, five weeks before the finals, and that's the deadline, which is sort of like the NBA, right? We wouldn't be talking about this now. There'd be no footy. But then you'd have uh, players swapping throughout the year. Is that right? Swapping clubs. If, if they so desire. But if if they nah. don't, so you could have one nah. week. You could have Tim Kelly playing for Geelong. The next week, he's, he's lacing up yes. for the West Coast. Nah. I just don't think we're ready for that in this nah. league. There is no need for that. The mid-season draft is interesting in itself, in that players are coming out of lower tier leagues and playing in the AFL, switching halfway through the year. I had an issue with that, but this is the AFL switching teams halfway through the year. That makes there's no need for that. Absolutely no. I don't understand that people like you. You have an NBA team. Mm-hmm. You have NBA, NFL teams. Yes. What's the difference? Like, you know, if the if your Phoenix Suns went mm-hmm. and traded for Kevin Durant and you got it halfway through the year, you'd be pumped. I'm back on. That's right, but, but I don't you're, see you're the need for it. But it's still a fan. Aaron Rodgers went to the Chicago Bears. I'd be so flat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's win it's win win, isn't it? Like you, a, you see, you're not going to stop supporting. Like if that's right, I think it would. No, but I, I disagree. I think it waters down. My our Chicago product. Bulls been rubbish for since <laughs> Michael Jordan. I'm still su- support them. I still rubbish them when they do a dodgy trade, and the LGMs are rubbish. But I still support them. Like I've, uh, I haven't jumped onto the Golden State Warriors or anything like. But I what's still the what's them. the need? Yeah. What's the need for that? Is it purely just so we can Does have something else to win? talk about? No, it's to, it's worked. This it's league has worked for 150 years without this. Why do we need it? Fight up! It's to get better quicker. It's to get better quicker to get to the the flag to win the flag. So the, the, that round, you know, 15 to 18, when the, there's teams at like between four and ten mm. that think they're in the window, they're going to go and try and land a big fish to try and win the cup. I just don't know. I don't, I don't like it. No. I don't like it at all. Football is not ready for that. No, it's might, not, we're not. Look, we're we're too in, far behind. It might be in 10 years. Yeah. Like we, we are, so, and I think we have to accept, we are slowly becoming very similar to this American system that is trading at any point and drafting all sorts of different ways. And, and that's I suppose it's fine. In, in years to come, we'll get to that, and we'll have more transparent clubs and, and players and things like that. Well, the, and, the NRL but, is already uh, doing that sort of thing where mm, players move throughout the season, or they tell their clubs that they're going. They tell their, clubs, yeah, that they they're tell their clubs that they're yeah. going, and, yeah. and so they, they acknowledge that, okay, they're not going to be at this club next That's right. Season. We can't even deal with you know no. someone saying... Halfway through the year, even I might be Tim, going Tim, somewhere else. With even Tim Kelly, that's and, right. Uh, getting knocked back, you know, he requested to go oh. home. And getting knocked back, and then the whole that's year right. was about him, you know, eventually getting this trade done that happened today. And and all we hear for a whole week and a bit is in this trade period, anyway, is people lying until the Run. final few days because they're all trying to cover their backsides with, well, we're trying to do back mm. back backdoor deals here and and trying to sort out what's best for us. 
So if West Coast and Geelong did that deal, say at round five this year, yeah, I reckon West Coast win the flag. They probably do. West they Coast probably, go a lot closer they, to a flag than Geelong do. Yeah, they probably go. Yeah, you're right. Very interesting. Uh, well, there's a really uh, crazy sort of situation. There's a little press box hot take. And you know what's going to happen next week? We're going to be right in the thick of the final couple of days, so we might have some uh, hot takes oh, as well. I'm going to throw some silliness next week. Oh, oh goodness me. Hopefully all the silliness is pretty much done. <laughs> Let's talk about um, something else that happened uh, on the weekend. Cam ellis Yolman, the former Crows player, spoke about on Trade Radio the fact that the Crows camp on the Gold Coast two years ago really divided the players and hurt the playing group. Now, this is, I suppose, not so much about the comments themselves, but more so about the players leaving a club and now airing the dirty laundry mm. pretty quickly. I mean, he was uh, he was signed with Brisbane on Saturday, and on mm. Sunday we heard all about it. So how quickly do you think we'll be hearing more players, especially from the Crows, about this camp? Because people are going to ask once they leave, how much more do you think we're going to hear about this? Tons and heaps of tons, yeah. tens of thousands of tons. There's going to be dirt and rubbish yeah. spilt. It's going to haunt them oh. for years. Oh, wow. For years. years. So yeah. Adelaide, the football club, really probably need to play this smarter than they are because um, you see in uh, situations where, in business anyway, mm-hmm. there are clauses that people sign as they leave a club in regards to, you know, you can't disclose certain information that they sign off and they get paid for. And that's a real secret backdoor sort of um, way of covering up things. And if Adelaide was smart, they'd probably do that. They won't do that. No, I think there is I, no way they'd do that. And, and the other interesting thing is... Um, We've said before that Josh Jenkins likes a headline. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen the day after he leaves? That's right. Well, he he can't even find a home at the moment. No. He's, he's struggling. He might be at the Crows. We he's, might have to wait for his headline for a while. A, he wants to take a huge pay cut as well, and, and no one still wants to pick him up. That's the crazy bit about his situation. No, but That's interesting. I, I'm led to believe as well that there will be a chapter in a book Ooh. written by a journalist mm-hmm. here in Adelaide mm-hmm. that's going to detail the whole camp. Oh. And that will be coming out probably in the next couple of years. I would wow, have fascinating. There's so many players leaving. Uh, there's so much going on at the Adelaide Football Club how in that many, regard. How many but, more? How many more, you think? Um, well, we've got Hugh Greenwood. Mm. Yeah, gone. Yeah, Josh Jenkins. Gone. Or, yeah, yeah, gone. gone yeah. Yep. Um, Eddie Betts is gone. Gone. Yep. Um, Jeez, I hope so because I've got the uh, <laughs> I've got the uh, Thursday uh, back page and, a, and a it's a re- to... nice Photoshop skills, by the way. Uh, it's actually not Photoshop <laughs> skills at all. It's actually a 2013 version of uh, Eddie Betts. So uh, yeah, so back in the navy blue. But uh, so what's ha- that five? That's five. That's five. Uh, there was rumours now with all the um, picks that the Cats have got for Kelly mm-hmm. that they're going to come shopping for Laird. Really? Mm-hmm. Rory, Rory Laird. Laird. Jeez, that'd be a bit of a loss. So what about Brad? Brad, he said he's not going to... He's going to wait till the coach gets signed until they figures out his contract. I can't lot, imagine him wanting to leave. Lots of lots of dominoes will fall after the uh, coach is signed. Who's going to be the coach? Who's going to be yeah, the coach? Who's going to be the coach? Whis- whiskers. Whiskers. <laughs> yes. I mean, wheel out the vision of him of uh, Gary Hocking sl- slipping on that uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. On, the, on the trailer after getting the hot dog. While all this is happening, Gary there's still Hocking. a review. There is still a review. Yeah. So when are we going to find out about that? I think Friday. Before by Friday, we'll we'll have an answer for the review. Friday. It, it, we'll be at. 
It'll be done by Friday. And then on Monday, they'll elect a new coach. Why do you think they do it that way? I think they need to get it done before the end of trade period. They want to make sure that they have the review done before they elect a new coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so the negative stuff gets sat in the background. Not the sat weekend... in the background. They get rid of. The, they want to transition to a new period of the club. Right. The way to do that, you can't do that after you've appointed a new coach because then you're yep. bringing old stuff and making it new again. Yep. So you get rid of the review. You finish that off. Whoever is going to leave the club at that stage probably leaves over the weekend, mm-hmm. and then Monday morning, bang, this is the new era at Adelaide Football Club. Wouldn't a uh, potential new coach want to know parts of the review? Or no, he, all I'm sure he can. He can, read it up. he can read about it. He can ask Fagan about how, hey, what happened with the review. Yeah, But, but I, I think from Monday... If you were going to be the new coach, yeah. want to be the new coach, wouldn't you like to know... The review, what's well, happened before it's he, Well, the review's only been released. It's going to be released on Friday, which means all the stuff's being sorted probably Wednesday, you, Thursday. You, so yeah. it really, if you think about it, it's probably done. It's already done. It's just being assembled for public release now. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So interesting. the coach, whoever that is, was probably already seen it. Anyway, probably... that's, what, that's what we hear. So who are so the, the big... There's, there's four coaching candidates now, isn't there? There's big, the big four. Matty Nix. Yep. Matty Nix. Buddha Gar- Hocking. Buddha Hocking. Gary Hocking. Scott Burns. No, he's out, apparently. Apparently he's out. Apparently he's out. And Adam Muse. Adam Muse. Yeah. Now, the interesting part of those is that Adam Muse and Gary Hocking have uh, grabbed themselves uh, and signed away at two different clubs for assistant coaching roles. However... Oh, you've got to have a plan B. you always got to have a plan B. There are outs in their contracts for senior coaching roles elsewhere. Every assistant coach in the AFL thing has an out clause. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 So you're back... Bit like yourself. saying thirty uh, sixes. Oh, we'll sign. We've signed Kevin Durant, but he has an NBA out clause. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Just in case <laughs> so he goes bigger. I think it's going to be a, a couple, of, a few big days coming up anyway. Mm, certainly. Who's the coach? Come on, let's have a tip. Well, I have Ooh. money on Craig McRae, so I don't know. Have you cashed I'm, out? I'm really hoping Craig gets it. <laughs> um, I think uh, for some reason Gary Hocking keeps coming up for me. Mm. Gary Hocking. Yeah, I don't know why. Apparently, they've asked him to come back for another interview. That's, what, mm. that's, that's the... Uh... Mm, interesting. Gary Hocking. Wow. Would be interesting. Who do you? Well, got, who have you got, Dale? I'm still shattered that Gary Hocking lost that Sanford Grand Final for 2014. Jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Matthew Nix. Yeah, I think okay. Nix has to be the front runner now. Uh, right. Yeah, Matthew Nix for mine. So Let's move into another sport. And cricket is uh, slow. Oh, yes, more breaking. Fast approaching, yes. This is your wheelhouse. This is, this is something that I've um, acquired information-wise over uh, the last few days. And it's, it's interesting. He gets himself a cricket show, and now he's got a scoop. Oh, please. <laughs> Yeah. Please, um, this is this is this is one for all the cricket lovers and even those who might be interested in just the past greats because we all talk about how good the golden era of cricket was yes. back in the the nineties and the two thousands. You know your Brian Laras, your Ricky Ponnings, your oh. Sachins, etc. Mid nineties, Australia A. That's uh, that was my team oh, in the mid nineties. Australia pass A. Pass or fast? That should bring back uh, Australia A. Yep, yeah, big, big pass. All right, I'll write it right on the board right now. All right, <laughs> stay we've, tuned. It's we've, coming. We've just done it. Yeah. Um, this is this is something I suppose is a bit exclusive. It yet to be released, um, or at least on Wednesday night when we're recording. That Saka are looking to build a, you know how concerts are done, mm-hmm. World Aid concerts, yes. I suppose, or they have. Big fundraising, the big name bands and, and are assembled for this one event. Yes. Is that like the one that Queen like, played at, that famous one that they did? Yeah, Live Aid. Yeah. Live, Live Aid. Aid. Yes, Live Aid. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, you too. Yes. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pearl Jam. Yeah. So I, don't this, think, I don't think Dean Lewis was at that one. <laughs> 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 yeah, take that to Gil. This, one, this, this is an interesting one. Saka are looking to assemble a bit of a similar uh, concept in, via cricket. 
So there, I'm not sure what the format is. Probably 2020, for, by most likely, um, and it'll be played at the Adelaide Oval, and it'll be an event with an essentially a world eleven with past greats. So I'm led to believe Sachin Tendulkar will be involved. Ricky Ponting mm-hmm. might be involved. You may see Shane Warne out there. A few other names, very similar to those sorts of players out there playing for a world eleven against probably another world eleven like team. I'm not an Aussie. Aussies and, versus the world. Oh, I'm not sure what the opposition will be, but essentially they've got two um, sides who are. Filled with past players who yeah, are great legends. to the game, yeah, real yeah. legends that we want to come and see, and it'll be hosted at the Adelaide Oval. It's uh, it's going to be a really big event, essentially. Uh, it's a big fundraiser for uh, some when? sort of. Do we know when? It'll be in November at some stage. Ooh. So we're expecting Round test match time. We'll be expecting a, an announcement from uh, Saka, I believe, in some point late Ooh, this week. I'd love to see Warney spin a few. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll get the full details Jeez. later on. But it's uh, it's going to be a big event, and uh, basically all all happening. Is it going to be like a charity? Sure, charity. Yeah, that's right. Charity, get so on board. It's sort of got you know it's the cricket, but it's going to be a, sort of a concert as well. Is that how they? Oh, I don't know about that. I'll ring up Dean Lewis. Like the atmosphere. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, know, they might it, just do that. I'm not sure if it's a day or a night event. Probably a night event is the best way to do it. But they'll be hoping to flock a whole bunch of people in there. I certainly want to go. Yep. Um, to really support a, a charity event. What's, what's one name that you hope plays from from anywhere? Jeez, oh, oh. uh, I'd like to see. You know, Brian Lara, he's done a few things in the past. I'd love to, mm. even though he's probably got nothing left in him, but I'd love <laughs> to see him out there again, just one last time. I saw him playing in a, a game at Lords um, for a very similar charity thing, and it must have been MCC 11 mm. against someone else. Anyway, he played, and I reckon he hit about 50-something runs, and he just looked immaculate. He was mm. playing sweep shots to all parts at Lords. I went, this is, and he was in his whites as well. This is just pure cricket. I love this. So I'd, I'd like to see him back here again. Lara, who, who would I like? Yeah, who would you like? Oh, Would you like dear. to see Ricky Ponning some more no, pull I shots? I want to see Gilchrist just slap, oh, slapping him over how the How can I forget my favourite player? Gilchrist. Gilly. Yes. No, I've, I've seen just, all the Aussie players. I'm thinking of some way. Oh, no. Fr- Freddie Flintoff. Freddie. 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 Yes. Good. Stand and deliver, Freddie. Nin- Ninja Warrior, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> when he gets out, throw him in the pool. <laughs> Deary me. That'd be good. That it would be an exciting event. I'll certainly go. I'm keen to keen to make an event of it. So wow. we'll see. For more details come out um, later this week, and we'll, uh, hopefully it'll we'll be wheel exciting. out the 11s through the uh, through our studio. Just get them in there <laughs> we'll, one we'll, by one. We might try and get one on when they announce it. Why don't we try and get one Done. on the show? Let's try and organise that. It's a great event. Um, but let's push on. We've got uh, the NBL that started. Late last week uh, with the throwdown, the Melbourne throwdown. They're trying to take off the showdown. I didn't like that. Um, yeah, have you heard that, Jason? No, it was called the, the throwdown. throwdown. Yeah, throw down a dunk. It's a throwdown. Ship right off NBL. <laughs> What's going on there? Well, the, first, the first throwdown was a farce, if you ask me. But Why? Uh, anyway. Why? Because uh, uh, we lost. Oh, you're yeah. united. You are bitter. <laughs> we lost. You are salty and bitter. No, well, we had two two starting five players out and oh. uh, lost by one basket. And then you're going to so, go to the US, play two games, get squashed over there too. I can tell you two uh, two names that are be playing for Melbourne United go. that have uh, been rumoured to play for Melbourne United in America. Mm-hmm. One is Carmelo Anthony. Excuse me? And the other one is Jamal Crawford. Wow. Please? How is that happening? That's that's the rumours going around because Casey Prath is out and David Barlow out. hasn't they get played. Carmelo Anthony there. Uh, those two guys have been rumoured to play in in the two games because they want a contract. They're free agents. Wow. So that's potentially what's going to happen. Well, I was going to say, that's it's going to happen. Whiz. But uh, if they're any good, 
If I was Dean Vickerman, I'd lock them to the plane <laughs> and fly them back straight away. <laughs> Gee whiz, that'll uh, help your hopes in back in the next throwdown, wouldn't it? Yeah, having them on board. Yeah. But um, the, how would you assess the first weekend of NBL basketball? Obviously, we don't want to go into game by game, but Lamelo Ball played uh, Ball. pretty well in his first game, and um, saw Perth win. All four games were, uh, resulted under ten points, so mm. pretty pretty exciting. It was very good. Uh, uh, Melbourne United off the front were very short-handed and 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 lost by uh, a single basket in each game. Mm. So lost uh, to South East Melbourne by three and. Perth on the buzzer when uh, Tariko White decided to hit a three-pointer and, uh, yeah, break my heart. But uh, they were very short-handed, so uh, no, that's uh, that's positives for United. But uh, Lamelo Ball was the one. Mm. And uh, the fast of the week, it's it's not on the board, I'm going to bring it up right now. The fast of the week is Josh Boone from the Illawarra Hawks. Because Lamelo Ball (laughs) has broken the ankles (laughs) twice. twice. (laughs) And then he's laid of the best pass ever Mm. to Josh Boone who's six foot 11 sitting right under the basket <laughs> dump the ball and it went worldwide it went worldwide they're trending everything all and, and and it went worldwide again was like have a look at this goose who doesn't know how to dunk like, seriously that would have been that would have been the play of the year in the first round but now it's just Maybe just in the top five. I don't want to be. I, I love you know what's so great about this NBL season. It's yep. packed with talent, and we're going to get highlights of that throughout the entire season. And I'm bloody pumped for this season, boys. This is. I've never been more excited for NBL. He's we up. spoke to see him. He's up. He's up. We spoke but, to Liam Santa Maria last but, week. This is going to be the best season of all time. But, but. Yeah! <laughs> here we go. I've got to tell you. I love I love a good television broadcast. Yes. yes. The NBL, don't ask me how it came to this, but for some reason they aren't interested in a good TV broadcast. What do you mean? They've decided to go down the, the path of commentators who are going to call the game and give us the, the best feel and make us feel like we're there, not be there at all. They're going to be sitting, just like the boys in, in the ark for the AFL, sitting in a separate room in a different state from the game altogether and call it off a TV screen. Every wow. single game of the season, finals and all. That's what's a, going on there? That's a, that's fast. That's the biggest fast. Now, if this so and, and the other thing, the other thing that's a little bit mm, fast mm. is based in Melbourne. This caravan, yep. the caravan, <laughs> caravan or shipping container, <laughs> whatever it's called. Uh, it's based in Melbourne. So, uh, right. so obviously, all the commentators are based in or live in Melbourne. Yeah, yep. How about the Melbourne games? There's two teams. Home Melbourne games. Yeah, surely, about, they, about, surely they wheel them out. They, they, so they can no, say, oh, boy, ca- boys, no, no. boys, we're in Melbourne this week. We're going to wheel you down. Don't you have to be in the caravan yeah, no, anymore. No, we're going to get you some fresh no, air, courtside seats, courtside. No. And, and make sure, you, no, make make sure, and make no. sure you get some of the atmosphere down no. there. No. Sit in a studio. No. What do you mean? No, in the caravan. <laughs> I can't believe this. So here's, here's the official quote from the NBL. They've said uh, that the, they're going to sit in a, basically a, a new centralised hub in Melbourne. The hub will enable the NBL and new production partner IMG to deliver an enhanced production enhanced. and better broadcast experience for all NBA, NBL fans. How, how do they capture the atmosphere, though, from the actual game? Better broadcast experience. Sorry, they failed on that bit. Um, let me ask you two questions. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a couple of commentators that we both love. Yep. 
John Casey here in South Australia. Where, where's he going to be commentating? He won't be. He won't be. What do you mean? He's probably the best in the country. Why? Because he is living in Adelaide. And you know what happens when the Adelaide 36ers usually play? He commentates. And he's outstanding. But no, the NBL won't ship him all the way to Melbourne to sit in a booth to call an Adelaide 36ers game, nor will they on, let him on, drive hang, down hang, the road to call at the entertainment hang on, centre. Hang on, hang on, hang on. There's another bloke that lives in Perth. He, he works for Channel 10 as well. He's named, named Lockie Reid. Yes. Great commentator. Mm, oh. Tell me he's going to be commentating Perth games. Can tell you he's in the same boat as John Casey. Nope. Won't call John, a game John because Ca- he got a ship <laughs> to Melbourne. John, John Casey works at Channel 7. He has to walk across the car park. Yes. <laughs> Exactly right. Park. So this is just a Fair. diabolical situation for the NBL. I'm I'm actually really re- this is this is the time our league is going to the world for the first time we're being taken seriously mm. globally, you even in our own country. You don't cost cut now. Exactly. Fair dinkum. So That's so surely it, it, surely about, it has to be about money though. It, it is it absolutely one hundred percent about money. Yeah, but so, surely surely you have two commentators that are based in each state. Team, in state. state. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. surely so Lockie Reed's in Perth. Yep. John Casey's in Adelaide. Yep. There's, well, everyone's in Melbourne pretty much. But you've yep. got uh, Sydney, you've got what, Carfino yep. and Shane, Shane Hill. Hill. Yep. And up north, of, or where they was up north, oh, yeah. there, we know yeah, this week yep. that he's moving back to, to Perth. But uh, the, the Cairns Taipans was probably the only issue of mm. actually having commentators. But, that, but that's but, it. Like, but it, everyone is stationed. people placed in Brisbane. Like, it's, it's I don't really, get it. No, I don't. And it's this is such a, a disappointment. Bloody, oh, fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've turned it up. Can they, can they change it mid-season? Or have they have a, they now adapted this as, the, this will be the format for the whole season? This is going to be it for the year. And people are trying to, and I understand why, people within the NBL are trying to put a good... Uh, perspective on this and say, look, this is something new for everyone involved, and for those who are calling off a TV, it's probably their first time as well, and they're trying their hardest to try and get this right. It's a new system. It'll work eventually. And and look, for those who are really keen to see that glass half full, then go your hardest. But for people like me, I'm a TV purist, and for me, I want to watch when I watched an NBL game, and this is what Mm. brought me to the NBL a lot last year, you know, this is really probably the first season I'm fully invested. Last year was partially invested, but I kept getting sucked back in whenever Perth was playing, uh, you know, Melbourne or someone random at a random time of night. I'd want to sit down and watch it because it felt like you were there. Because mm. the commentators felt and the sh- crowd and they mm. felt the moments. And surely they're looking at more than just a TV screen. If you're commentating a football game, for instance, oh. you're looking at, at different positions on the well, ground that aren't focused in that, right. on the TV. Yeah. Surely that's the same going to be the same for the NBL. That's, that's the thing with commentating at a venue. You don't just call what's on the screen because everyone at home can see what's on the screen. You're calling what they can't see. Yes. That's what Richie yes. Benno says. Correct. Tell the people what they can't see. So that's what they're losing here and that's what's losing me and others around the country who have, have uh, voiced their uh, disapproval throughout the week. And I can go back to uh, when I was living in Townsville. I went, at all the Crocs games, the commentators would actually, they, they would stand up. It was, we were all mm. placed at the back of the, at, at the grandstand. And I remember Matt Russell and Homicide and, and Shane Hill, and when, when they were, they were, you actually stand with the microphone 
pacing up and down at the back. <laughs> and so they were really into it. So now the city, well, us three could do it. Yep. We could get the go and get, get get the game up on the screen and yep. we'll, we'll just do Oh, yeah, our three-pointer, yeah, well done. So, so when Lamelo did um, his he, he ankle broke, that bloke twice. Mm-hmm. The commentary was just a little bit behind, and they didn't quite capture it because they weren't there. They didn't feel no, the crowd go mm. up as he as he fell over. And then the second time, mm. you feel that when you're there, when you're not, and you're seeing it on a screen, you don't you don't have that connection with the crowd and and the moment, and that's disappointing. I I do agree with one thing with the central hub. If they went the whole NBA style, where there's EJ, yeah. Shaq, and that's Kenny cool. Smith. If if there was, you know. Cam Luke and mm. our boy Santa Maria and Homicide at yeah. a booth, and then, cool. and then through to commentators. Yes, but they've missed the boat. They've they've nearly got it right. Nearly. And on that, and you say that those those um, productions, those halftime and post game, pre game productions are all multi camera. This thing is one bloke set up a single stationary camera oh, in a little geez. booth with a green screen, mind you, which is actually so brightly lit behind that the outline of everyone who's on air, the, the hosts, are actually green themselves. <laughs> and then you've got, you know, big stuff behind. I mean, orange stuff behind them. It just looks terribly put together. It, they just really need to do you actually think work a, on it. Do you actually think there's a cameraman there? Oh, probably not. Who knows? They could be literally surely, in a caravan. <laughs> But it's it's really clunky. It's really not. I mean, they're throwing to a, a, a rover at the games, and there's a big gap in delay, like a good five second delay oh, of dead air every time, and it's it's a little embarrassing. So, honestly, it's week one. Hopefully, they're looking at this and refining as they go, and I hope they get better. I really want this to be improved, but I don't know how much they're going to do in terms of commentators at games. I don't think that's going to happen, and that's really disappointing for mine. Surely, common sense prevails. Hopefully. Surely. Come on, Larry, We've got to put the Larry in. you're listening, come on, <laughs> seriously, I'll put my, I'll do the Adelaide games for you, someone. <laughs> Alright, quick one before we someone. get off of this, yeah. would you rather the money be put into a Tasmanian team next year, or the broadcast production this year? I would go the Tasmanian yeah, team, Tasmanian for sure, team. because you need, you need more people watching, mm-hmm. and that gets more eyeballs. Yeah. It gets a whole state Need to right, expand the involved. league, and keep making it bigger and bigger. So we'd be so. more than happy to put up with this for now, if that was the case? If that was their argument, it probably oh, isn't, but imagine if that was. Oh, I would, yeah, 100%. We'd be happy. 100%, because, look, to be honest, I've watched most NBL games on mute anyway at work, because <laughs> you can't have, can't have the volume up, so uh, I'm going to watch it either way, but if that's if that's the trade-off, I'm all for it. All right, well, let's, let's dive into a little bit more NBL. Of course, we're very lucky on the show. We're going to interview some very special guests, and one no better than Joey Wright, the head coach of the Adelaide 36ers, a real stalwart, I suppose, in the NBL now in the coaching ranks, and he joins us now. Joey, welcome, mate. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. It's terrific to have you, mate. Um, look, you've had a big trip, of course, uh, to Utah just recently. We want to quickly ask you about that uh, before we move forward into the 2020 season. How was it, and uh, did the boys uh, get what they wanted out of it? Well, look, overall, you know, any time we can go away together, it's a bonding period, and we try to take that out of it. Um, we like to play a little better basketball. Uh, it was never about beating Utah. It was more about getting better as LA 36ers. I don't think we have quite accomplished that, but it's something we can definitely learn from. Is it quite a time-consuming trip to go away right before the start of your season and go to you know another country halfway around the world and bring the players back right before you get started? It, it is. It is tough, but you know the, the commercial side of it is something different to so all the players and coaches. 
they'll have to sacrifice a little bit just to try to, you know, market the program, market the, the league, and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, develop those relationships with the NBA. Now, uh, the as you were in flight, uh, the your roster changed and uh, Jerome Randall came back. So, uh, how, how did all that come about? That's a bit, a bit, bit of a whirlwind. Yeah, it is. I mean, we, we really didn't, you know, go over with thinking of making it a change, but uh, the opportunity presented itself. Um, the crowd came out in that preseason game and really showed up. And if we can, you know, expand on that, the crowd that we had for the preseason game for regular season. We feel like that you know more money comes in the door, and therefore we can, we can spend more money on players. So, who initiated that idea, Joey? I suppose it had, the ball had to start rolling from somewhere. Who was the first one to flag that Jerome might be a great move for you guys? Well, Jerome was out there. Um, Grant, myself, kind of flagged. You know, we we probably could make a change, and Grant, you know, allowed us to make a change. Yeah, he, uh, he's been very nice to us and blessed us with with some opportunities. So he, he said, "Look, go out." And uh, look for some, you know, a dynamic type player. Jerome was, you know, available. He's played in the league before. He was at home, and uh, he's ready to go. So I uh, made an easy choice. So was it? I suppose it was an easy choice. The talent that he is. Have you guys had any challenges in the past since uh, you, he left the Thirty Sixers or anything that's, you know, sort of uh, made it hard for him to come back? Or was it a really comfortable transition? It's been a great uh, transition. Um, one of the coaches actually said uh, he doesn't feel like he's ever left. So, um, you know, he, he came right back in. He, he know our style of play. He know how we want to play. And, and uh, it's been very comfortable having him back. Uh, Joe, what was the, the first conversation like once uh, you got Jerome on the phone, I'm guessing? What was the what was the first few words said between you two? Well, you, you usually don't really deal with the player directly. Um, you deal with the agent first. But by the time I talked to Jerome, uh, you know, it was pretty much a done deal at that particular time. So it was mm-hmm. just about welcoming him on board and, you know, tell him how, you know, we would use him, which is much like we used him before when he was here. Um, so by the time I talked to him, it was pretty much a done deal. Now, Joey, the season's finally here. Now, the off-season seemed to be so long and a bit uh, tumultuous for the 36ers. So you're just glad to roll the ball out in Sydney and, uh, and uh, get it started? Well, I think, you know, anytime you, you know, our job is as, coaches is to try to make it as tough as they can so when the season does run around and come around it's, it's a little bit easier and that's what we've done over the last couple of years that's been successful for us so we just you know now when the season starts you know it'll be a little different you know veterans play a little bit harder in the you know, preseason play a little bit less uh, uh, a little bit harder during the season a little less during preseason so you'll see some of the big stars start to step up and some of the young guys have been playing really well preseason. They might step back a little bit. And uh, how, how do you feel when you see uh, Mitch Creek and Nathan Sobey, former uh, 36ers, <laughs> running around in different singlets that uh, that a lot of 36ers fans wouldn't uh, quite appreciate that? Look, I've coached probably 30, 35 guys that play in the NBL right now. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't faze me to see a player that I coach on another team. Every single team I, I, I coach against this year will have at least one or two players that I've coached before. So, you know, I don't really get caught up in all that. Now, uh, uh, there was word that uh, you had a lot to do with uh, RJ Hampton uh, getting to the New Zealand Breakers. So uh, we want to know why RJ Hampton isn't an Adelaide 36er. <laughs> you might want to talk to the NBL about that one. Oh! <laughs> what, something happened? or they? Come on, Joey, we're all friends here. So, so, Joey, if you assembled a roster, would you love a next star on your team? 
Well, look, we we were the first one to do it. I mean, we brought Terrence Ferguson in, so mm. that's that's pretty much um, answer to that question. Um, we 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 wanted RJ here. We, we thought he'd be a good fit for us. Uh, we started talking about uh, bringing RJ over when I did the Terrence Ferguson deal because RJ's dad is in the same area that Terrence is from, and mm. I know RJ's dad real well. We uh, we played ball against each other, and he's a good friend of mine. So. Um, we, you know, he told me about him when I did the Terrence deal and said, my son, will be good enough to do that one day. And I said, well, we'll see. And, you know, two years later, I thought he was, you know, he's a better player than Terrence was. Mm. Uh, now, Joe, you got a new home venue, the Entertainment Centre. Is that, uh, what, what, and you coached there for one game. Is what's the big, is there any difference between the Entertainment Centre and, and the arena? What, well, what should the fans expect, uh, coming into the first home game against Brisbane? Well, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of difference for them. Uh, it's a first-class arena. You know, they'll have all the dining uh, right there for them. All the, you know, the tram, tram comes and drops off right there. Uh, the the, the uh, egg they got in the middle there, the video screen, is amazing. It's, it's huge. The best I've seen. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. That, that really surprised mm. me. It's just a, a first-class setup. So uh, I think the fans can come out. And, you know, everybody that comes, if it's five people to come to a game in one car, probably only one or two of them are two basketball fans. Mm. The, other, the other three just come for the entertainment and <laughs> hang out and the food and, the, you know, everything else that goes on. Uh, so we, we think we've got that other side covered really well. Has the, uh, has the side uh, uh, lost any home court advantage, you, you think, by not being able to train on, on your actual home floor day in, day out? You know, the most, most, uh, most teams, professional teams in the world, don't play on the, don't train on the court um, that they play on. That was just an opportunity that uh, we had here. Um, and you know, last year wasn't that great for us. In the previous years, it's been great. So, uh, I, you know, sometimes it, it's good for you, but sometimes it doesn't make a difference. I think uh, us, us playing there, get out there is just basketball. You got to be able to play mm-hmm. it no matter where you at. Now, are you a football football follower, Joey? I do. I follow. A few teams. Right, so do you follow the Adelaide Crows and Port Adelaide Power? Because they went with co-captains this year. It didn't quite work out for them. Why Why are the Adelaide 36 have gone with co-captains? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. The Australian culture is so hell-bent on who's captain and what captain means. <laughs> when I first got here to Australia, the first thing people say to me, are you the captain? Are you the captain? <laughs> I was like, what the hell does that matter? Like, it, it, it's one of you you have leaders on your team. You have mm. people to step up, um, people that, that can move other people, that can uh, speak the hard truth at times, and that usually is your leader. has uh, little to do with how many of them it is. And, and you need you know, as many as you can get. Um, so I, I wasn't even aware of Port and Crows had co-captains. <laughs> Never, not something that came across my register. Now, Joe, you've been talking uh, in the uh, preseason that the co-captains or the future co-captains had to come and present uh, to you to a board uh, and put their nominations forward. What did Teasy and White put forward to make sure that they got the nod? Teasy and White won both echo what what we're about. Uh, they have very drastic personalities. Uh, Teasy says uh, all the right stuff. Can't say it with the bigger and probably tenacity that, that Whitey says it with. Um, and so we thought with those two, they can back each other up a little bit and support one another. Um, Teasy has been around longer. He knows what we want. Um, 
and Wadi probably says it the way we want. So between those two, we feel like the message will get across. They can support each other. Um, and, you know, it, 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 basketball is not like football where the coaches, you know, are a kilometer away from the players. Um, I'm the one down on the floor directing most of the stuff. Mm. Um, the captains in basketball are the stuff away from the court that they do. Um, whereas in football, you need that captain down there on the ground because he, you know, he's deciding on making a lot of decisions down there. Mm-hmm. And Australian basketball fans don't understand that. They think that you got to have your best player out there on the court in a basketball game. You don't. Mm-hmm. It's totally different. Now, you said the boys had to present a, a resume and they had to have referees on there. Did you make any phone calls? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the funny part is everybody that had on there already know. And so uh, uh, it was uh, pretty easy uh, to, to know what they're going to say. Like Rob Beveridge, Whitey, who I talk to several all the time. So uh, it's pretty, pretty easy. Now, uh, of course, the media speak a lot of uh, a lot of opinion, and I know you probably don't listen to a whole lot of it, but unfortunately, a lot of them are writing you guys off. Now, I don't want to uh, agree with that because I'm a big Adelaide fan, and so I want to see you guys do well. Why is it that you guys are going to go on and, and be the, the real contender that you believe you are? Well, we're going to go out and just be the best team we can be. Um, the reality of it is no matter what anybody say, you know, how good we're going to be or how bad we're going to be, that's not going to affect us winning or losing. We're only going to affect us when they lose. So um, I don't really, yeah, I just don't really entertain anybody else's comments about how good we're going to be or how bad we're going to be. Now, uh, it must be a blessing in disguise having Kevin White on the roster now because uh, hes I think he's the only guard uh, guy who can guard Jerome Randall, so he's going to beat him up at training every day. <laughs> well, I don't know if he can guard him, but he's definitely irritated the hell out of him <laughs> last, last time they played against each other. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, Rome has, you know, he hasn't really practiced with us yet, but we'll, tomorrow we'll get a good run in and uh, they'll, they'll, they'll probably go at it a little bit. Now, Joey, I know that you're uh, very close with Phil Smythe. He's uh, been elected to help find the Crows' new coach. What does he sort of bring to the table for them? And have you been in contact with him um, since he's been elected to do that? Look, and not since he's been elected to do that, but you know, Phil's been a guy that I, you know, I make phone calls to, you know, one or two, three times a year about different situations and how you would handle it. Um, he's been really good to me. We've been great friends. We competed against each other when we were. We were players, uh, and so you always want people like that to you know just bounce things off. And I have about three or four coaches that I call over the year and say, "What would you do in this situation?" And uh, not really basketball-related stuff, more management type stuff. Well, we're really excited to see the Adelaide 36ers in action at home really soon. Of course, you've got to get through the first uh, game against the Kings this weekend. Good luck to uh, to you and your troops, uh, and uh, hopefully we see a really successful 2019-20 season for you, Joey. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Joey right there. Great to have him on the press box, and uh, well, big season ahead for the Sixers. No, it is, and he, he shouldn't really feel uh, that bad about losing to Utah by 52 points. Why? Because uh, <laughs> last year, uh, the Utah Jazz beat the Perth Wildcats by 58 points. <laughs> and the Perth Wildcats are the reigning champions, so Jeez. Ooh, oh, maybe a bit of synergy. I don't I like know about it. that. Maybe we're going to win the championship. <laughs> you need to get smacked around at the start of the season just to get your tail up. <laughs> um, bit of motivation. Maybe we'll get jumping into Root of the Week. Now, boys, as you know, a lot of uh, strange stuff happens around grand final time. Some clubs in the amateur league, they get booted. Others get saved. Now, this one probably takes the cake. 
Now, as Greater Western Sydney were taking the MCG uh, during the grand final uh, a couple of weeks ago, the Giants were also making waves or making a bit of noise here <laughs> in Adelaide. They were setting up shop in Adelaide. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is, it, is this the Adelaide Giants baseball team? No, no. 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 This is the Seaford Giants. They, Seaford uh, Giants? Yeah, in the Southern Football League. Now, they... Um, they wrote on a Facebook page. A Facebook page popped up and said um, they've been accepted into the Southern Football League for 2020. And it said, uh, it wrote something. I wrote it down. It said, as per rumor the last week, we can confirm that we've been granted a license into the Southern Football League for season 2020. And uh, we're looking forward to getting pre-season underway. Now, oh. as you see this pop up with the Giants logo, the, mm. you know, the big sound is, is going all around viral on Facebook. Mm. So all these Facebook pages jumped on it and said, there's a new club coming in, affiliated with the Giants, yeah. the Greater Western Sydney. So I there was the orange and everything, all the orange. Yeah, oh, <laughs> pretty much gee, the same logo. So um, a couple of Facebook pages that are affiliated with the amateur leagues jumped on it. It was all going out. It started going viral that there's going to be a base here. <laughs> going to obviously have some connection, affiliation with the uh, the GWS Giants Jason's over down there. there with great. I was I was thinking you beauty. I've got, got a great story lined up for Monday, and uh, I did a quick Google search of the uh, the president they posted and. Um, Turns out he was a character on the Game of Thrones. Oh! <laughs> the, guy, the guy, the big sound, flat. Oh. It was a complete hoax. The big farce. Oh, no. <laughs> Some blokes had made up a, a, a Facebook page and had gone viral saying that they were the Seaford Giants were coming Adelaide. Oh, no. So for the last football route of the week, the Seaford Giants and the bloke whoever made up the page can have our route of the week. It's not April 1, mate. They can't make that cigarette. Oh, that's fantastic. I've got one for you real quick. Yes. Um, uh, there's, I'm going to transition into cricket because it's summer now. Footy's done. So um, on the weekend, uh, Amanda Jade Wellington is a, a South Australian cricketer. She's a female who's very, very good. And she's now made history by signing up for two separate clubs, which you don't see ever she in the district. She's playing for the Giants. No, unfortunately <laughs> not. Um, but she's she a... GWS and Seaford Giants. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> She's playing the the B grade uh, for Port Adelaide's men's side, and then mm. also for West Adelaide, uh, West Torrens, sorry, women's side. Mm. So uh, the the men's on Saturday, she got to play for the for Port Adelaide. Guess what she did? She took three for nine from seven overs. Cop that, blokes! Yes, thanks. Get them. How good's that? <laughs> So just uh, turn up to the men's and just saying, uh, boys, I'm just as good as you, if not better. So that was a fantastic story for her, and um, good luck to her for the mm-hmm. season. Let's get into pass or fast. Can we get an ironing board out there on the sideline? Absolutely farcical. It's farcical. 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 We're playing out of fast. That sounds farcical. It's a bit of a fast. It's a disgrace. <laughs> By next season, that's going to go for about <laughs> three minutes. I'm a bit disappointed Terry Wallace hasn't uh, been added to that, but... Uh... Anyway. It'll get done. <laughs> Rightio, straight off the bat uh, this week, uh, the NRL Grand Final was uh, last Sunday, and uh, well done Sydney Roosters. They beat the Canberra Raiders, the first uh, time a uh, NRL club's gone uh, back-to-back since uh, 1993. So, uh, yeah, it's very hard to do that. But uh, that, they had a bit of help, on the Sydney Roosters, because uh, the referee, Ben Cummins, uh, called uh, six again so which is at the end of a tackle count you know if the ball goes loose and the the team who's attacking get the ball again they get another six more tackles yep. but uh, so he's signaled that but then he's changed his mind he's <laughs> changed his mind so the Canberra I think they got six more tackles mm. so they then they've got tackled and there's another to turn it over 
Well, they turn it over. This is with about five, five six minutes to go. Mm. Roosters get the ball, run all the way down, score a try, win the grand final. Wow. So, uh, referee Ben Cummins, pass or fast? Pass. You know what we say all the time is, what if that happened in a grand final? We just <laughs> saw it. You Massive. always say that. What if that happened in a grand Mate, final? Cost them a final. Yeah. Fast. <laughs> Complete fast. Absolute Are you kidding me? That could be one of the fast. worst officiating calls in a final in any sporting code in history. The Viking clap went to waste. That was outstanding, by the way. Uh, that was that was a pass. <laughs> that was a big yeah, pass. Um, I tell you what, they could have. They could have. Oh, there's so many people up in arms about this one. That could have ruined. It cost them a grand final. It did. It cost them a grand final. It did. It, it, there's no bigger prize that it could have cost you than a grand final. It did. Like, I, I just don't know how. Uh, you know, the league says that they made the right right call in the end. Like, give me a spell. No, but they have to say that. Yeah, it's it's a complete farce. You know what else do you say? Absolute farce, that's what you say. <laughs> but uh, the NRL, it didn't stop there. Oh. So, so the last f- eight minutes of the game were a farce when the, yep. when the uh, Roosters were handed the trophy literally on a platter. Mm. But uh, the Roosters prop, uh, Jared Warrior Hardgraves, he was left uh, very awkward in, in the post-match celebration. So an NRL person's come up to him and said, hey, mate, you've won the... the, the the best on ground, yeah, which right. is the Clive Churchill so, Churchill Medal. So he's thinking. So he he's he, sort of he's, well, it's going a little bit stage left, to, waiting for, for for his name to to uh, get called out. And uh, so the announcers come up and said, "Oh, the winner of the Clive Churchill Medal is Jack Winton oh. of Canberra Raiders." And the, you see, <laughs> well, we're Hargraves. <laughs> Just sort of move off uh, into the left. <laughs> so uh, Flash. the uh, the NRL stuffing up the best on ground. Pass or fast? Another fast. <laughs> they can't get anything wrong. The, oh, the, the, the wor- worst hour ever yeah. in oh, NRL history. I think they'd like to take that back. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So uh, they've counted up the votes and then uh, told uh, poor old uh, well, we're Hargraves that he'd won and then they went oh, oh, he, he, here's an extra we've, we haven't added this one in he would have been pumped that would have been the best day of his life he's sitting there just won a grand final it's probably won the year before as well so he's gone back to back and now he's about to win the best on and doesn't even get that so, yeah, so, so in the end he probably shouldn't have A won the grand final and he didn't <laughs> win the best on ground either so uh, oh. but uh, he'd be celebrating too uh, this week so uh, yeah absolute fast NRL grand final right uh, we Posted on social media, the mm. the uniforms of uh, Australia and New Zealand they're going to wear in the in the one dayers mm. uh, this summer. Now, is it is it a one off game or is it the whole Ooh. series? Now, I couldn't. I think it's a series because mm. that's what they did last year uh, with um, who was the team they played last year? I can't even remember now. But anyway, they played a series um, with their retro kits. Um, India, I think India, it was. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a serious thing. But so, what do you reckon? The one-day retro kit that Australia and New Zealand are going to wear, pass yeah. or fast? Pass, huge pass. It's there's a throwback almost to the nineties era. It's the ninety-nine when, World Cup. Ninety-nine yeah, World yeah, Cup. Yeah, yeah. So it's a throwback mm. to them where they had the uh, the, the predominantly gold outfit. Mm. Um, yeah, canary it. yellow. Canary. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm all about this. I love this. is My favourite thing about the Aussie strip. They nail it when they go um, the bottle green. Uh, in amongst uh, little bits of bottle green, mm. amongst the big canary gold, Australian gold, as people like to say, um, like the the full yellow strip is outstanding with little bits of yep. dark green in it. 
when they go the light green like they did in the World Cup, I wasn't a huge fan of that. I thought it just looked a little bright, very fluoro. So mm. I like it when they've and they've gone back to the '99 World Cup. I mean, they're great memories in that strip. So uh, big pass in New Zealand at the same New time. Of, a good one too. They've gone with their real Port Adelaide look. They've got a big mm. black strip big with uh, the ferns giant across the belly, and then they've got uh, teal all above that. So um, that's pretty cool strips. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I pass the Australian one, mm-hmm. but the New like Zealand it. one. Go back to the old brown. The, oh, oh, the brown. Yeah. Oh, the brown. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Go back to that. That'd sure. Be, that'd be good. <laughs> Bring that out, the old yeah. underarm one. I like that. that that's great. That's <laughs> sensational. And the, the, the Australian, now, will there be green helmets? Or will there be, yeah, uh, there'll be green helmets. They always do green helmets. <sighs> yep, sorry. <laughs> okay, the Australian uniform is now officially a fast. <laughs> okay, next one, uh, one dear to my heart, uh, the prison bars, official... Officially, oh, finally, the prison bars will get worn Something. next year in a home showdown against the Crows, but only once. Once. So Port Adelaide getting to wear the prison bars only once. Pass or fast. Jeez. Now you guys are Port fans, yeah. So I'm expecting you guys to be pretty filthy about this. Surely you wanted it for more than once. No, it's a pass. Ooh. It's a pass. It's uh, the fact that they're they're going to wear it. I think is is a step forward. Mm. Um, now they've had a lot of negotiations. Koshy's been on this, and so has Keith Thomas. Have been talking about this for the last year, trying to get this up. So it's it's a pass in a terms in a sense that they're allowed to wear it. The farce is going to be where they're going to wear it again. Um, I hopefully this is going to be uh, every year from now on. That hasn't. We don't know if that's going to happen yet, but that, that's the hope, is that every year that they'll be able to wear it in their showdown as their home showdown Guernsey. And I think mm. if they can do that from here on uh, every season, I think that's a huge pass. Yep, I totally agree. Uh, if if it's every year, every home showdown uh, every year, forever, total pass. If it's just this once off, it's an absolute farce. Yeah. So... Oh, no, next year, Port Adelaide probably wear, I reckon, four or five different Guernseys mm. next year So um, to set, celebrate the 150th year. So, uh, And what Port Adelaide fans need to realise is the prison bars is only one jumper of a whole range of, yeah. of, of history. So mm. I know everyone goes prison bars, prison bars, it's bloody good. Yeah, mm. I agree <laughs> as well. But you've got to celebrate the whole, the whole history yep. next year. And if you get the home showdown wearing the prison bars ticked off, that is just... Absolutely brilliant. So let's hope that happens. I'm totally stoked as well for you guys in that you get to wear... You're going to be doing a whole bunch of different things, like you said, wearing different goonies and... and Paying homage to the great moments in your in your club's history, with especially like the, the 2004 premiership, kind of will get overlooked in that small little period because that wasn't Sandful history. You're still wearing that uh, premiership Guernsey against Brisbane, which I think is a great little like these little yeah. tiny thoughts along the way that just pay so much make so much sense. I mean, the day that um, the club was established, the exact date, I think May something specific. May the 24th. That's yeah. right. You know, there's a particular Guernsey that they wore that very first day. The blue I mean, and white hoops. That's yes, right. So mm. that's that's really cool stuff that the club have really thought hard about. And then on this Sunday coming up, Members Day, they'll release the logo, I believe, uh, mm. for next yep. season, which will be a special one-off. So that'll be lasting the season. So it's going to be really cool things just sort of developing. I think they're doing, well, I think the club's done a really good job to prepare this as best they possibly can. Beautiful, absolute pass. Maybe a fast in the in the in the not too distant future. Let's hope not. But uh, last one, last one, and this is. I thought prison bars are dear to my heart. This one's this sort of broke my heart. This one, uh, 
Melbourne United uh, are riddled with injuries uh, at the moment to start the NBL season, and none other, um, no one bigger than uh, Casey Prather, who's uh, mm. played in the NBL for three seasons and won three titles. So yep. he's a pretty key element to uh, to any uh, NBL uh, championship run. Now he's out, and he's sitting at the end of the bench uh, during the throwdown. Against uh, Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, yes. and they've panned to him. Oh, yeah, mm. Casey Prather's injured, but he's wearing sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, inside an arena, Casey Prather wearing sunglasses <laughs> at nine o'clock at night <laughs> inside a basketball stadium. <laughs> Pass or fuss? Oh, dear. Pass. <laughs> if you've won as many championships as he's won and, and as good a player as he, he, he can do whatever he wants. If it's 9 o'clock, if it's 12 o'clock at night, in the morning, he can wear sunglasses. Oh, jeez. This is right on uh, right on par with your sort of no socks at the races yeah. sort of feel. Just, it's I'll cool. wear a cap inside, Sunny's inside at night time, not see anything but look cool sort of set up. That's exactly it's what this roll. is. It's how it roll. It's how Casey rolls as well. It could be negative five degrees at the races, but you still won't wear the socks. It's just all about the look, and uh, it's a farce. <laughs> It, it it hurts me. It's a it's a farce. Oh. It's, it's an absolute farce. It, it, and I believe that every good man has one fault. And Casey, that's your fault. That's flog material. That's <laughs> that, that's worse. That's worse than wearing three quarter pants at the races, taking a photo, posting it on Instagram, and then not making an Instagram page. Oh, I gave you a cupcake before. Yeah. <laughs> He's bribed us. <laughs> Come on, Casey, fire. Actually, get fit and get out on the court. Take the sunnies off and actually uh, score some points. Oh, dear. Well, that is a mega pass or fast. Now, before we go, we've been doing footy multis this year and footy's finished, so we can't really do that anymore. Um, but, Dale, I believe you've come up with an alternative for the summer. Yes, uh, NBL season. So uh, I'm uh, I'm going to put my hand up and say I'm the, the hoops expert uh, in, in, <laughs> is, in the room. This is your guy, yeah. So I'm going uh, NBL multis every week. Okay. So I, and and I've uh, I've got a little bit of a stinger. Yeah. And uh, it goes a little something like this. Bang from downtown. <laughs> I love it. That's <laughs> a bit of Mike Breen. <laughs> there is going to be some bets from uh, way downtown. Oh dear. This is. This is uh, <laughs> This is a very very interesting, and uh, if you uh, if you adhere to this, you'll probably buy a house within a couple of months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now before we start, before we start, you you gave us some mail last week. You said this is how it's going to work, boys. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have this NBL multi this weekend because I feel like I'm on the money. Yeah. We had four leg four leg multi because that's how. And and you said this is pretty juicy. Twenty odd bucks for the dollar. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Fell over in the first leg. <laughs> That's how well it went. So you better do better this week. Uh, the other three legs actually got up. So yeah, they I, did. I was one mellow Trimble three-pointer away from winning the multi. So anyway, give so, us your best for this week. Five legs. Five legs. So mm-hmm. it starts Friday night over in Perth. Uh, Perth Wildcats play the Illawarra Hawks. So I'm going the Wildcats. They'll smash the Hawks. They'll win by 11-plus. Oh, so we're doing lines. Lines as oh. well. Oh, goodness. We couldn't even nail head-to-heads during the footy season. <laughs> so, Perth Wildcats 11+. plus. Right. Also, Friday night, Brisbane host Cairns in their new venue yep. in Brisbane. So, uh, Bullets will be up and about for that. They've just uh, come off a season-opening win. So, they'll smash the Taipans. Brisbane to beat Cairns by 11+. plus. Yep. League 2. 11+. Plus. Okay. Cool. 
League three. Well, we've just had uh, Jerry Wright on, so uh, I've got to go the Adelaide 36ers. Oh, against the Kings. Against the Jeez, Kings. Three ninety. Three ninety underdogs. Oh, in yeah. Sydney. So uh, they'll bounce back from the Utah nightmare. Jerome oh. Randall against his old team. He, yeah. He's going to ball out. Wow. He will carry the Sixers to a win. They'll beat the Sydney Kings by one to ten. So oh. anything less than ten. It's not bad. Adelaide to, to beat the Kings one to ten. Not yeah, bad. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sunday, South East Melbourne Phoenix play their first home game mm-hmm. against the Bullets, who have to back up from Friday night. So the Phoenix will be up and about, be fresh as daisies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll win. They'll beat Brisbane. It'll be tight. South East Melbourne Phoenix by 1-10. to 10. Ooh, Ooh, I reckon oh. it could be more than that, but like it. Okay. Well, as long as it's 9 yeah. or 8, that's fine. <laughs> um, and it finishes Monday night. So uh, the Cairns Taipans visit yeah, Illawarra right. Hawks. The mellow ball. So uh, I've, uh, Illawarra coming back from Perth. They're going to get smashed by 11-plus, hopefully. So uh, they can fly all the way back from Perth. They'll be they'll be a bit downtrodden. They're 30 favourites on sports bets. Cairns are going to beat Illawarra. Cairns <laughs> will beat Illawarra Hawks by 1 to 10. Gee, I don't I know think, about that I last think, one. I think my phone's broken. It's it's <laughs> it's paying something ridiculous, this multi. <laughs> what are we looking at? <laughs> so, oh, no, for we $1 for oh, those dear. five legs, you will win $710. Oh. <laughs> Downtown. <laughs> Holy moly. That's way downtown. Oh my god. Seven hundred and ten dollars and ninety-two cents. Oh. That's real Jordan Robinson type. <laughs> that, the, yeah, that's big that win. is a sign that that is not meant to be a good bet. <laughs> I hope you win. Oh jeez, I hope you win. <laughs> We, we win. We win. Sorry, we will be <laughs> sponsored by this bet of yours. In your, your... all you got to do is put a dollar, a one dollar, one dollar. I'll put a couple on if that's what's paying. Forty nine bucks. How, how, how many coffees did you buy by a day, Jase? Oh, one in the morning. Yeah, one. Me going. About five fifty. Yeah, yeah, Five fifty times seven hundred. Depends, depends if I'm at the airport. Then it's, it's <laughs> way north of that normal. <laughs> oh goodness me! Well, there it is, seven hundred bucks. Good luck, fellas. Good luck to those who decide to put on our multi as well, and we hope it gets up for you as well. Gents, uh, great job. Yep. Next week, guess what we're going to be doing? We're going to be talking hot trades that are almost done because there'll still be about seventy-two hours left before the end of it, which means. Nothing still would have happened by that stage. <laughs> so we're still going to be speculating. Uh, we thank uh, for all of you boys for your time. Good job. Joey Wright was good. Yes, he was. He was very good. And it's good. not as good as this multi. Let's yeah, get around it. Let's get around it if it does get up. Uh, we might not be here. Um, we look forward to your company next week here on the Press Box. We'll catch you then.